Shall we go back to my digs at Baker Street for a little seductive reasoning? Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. I am Chris Pullman. And I am Gloria Ackerman. And this week we'll be looking at Season 6, Episode 19, What's Up Doc? And Season 6, Episode 20, Mail Call 3. Love What's Up Doc. Starts in a war the way it always, well, not the way it always does. The way it <laughs> Almost always. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it is a surgical hospital. It is. It's, so. so it's a good place to start. But... Uh -huh. um, where Hawkeye's joking around and Margaret is clearly upset. Like, mm -hmm. a nurse is having a hard time putting the um, gas, uh, mask. gas mask on a patient and she puts her on report and she's clearly upset. I Her eyes tell it all. She's yeah. such a great actress. Like, yeah. you just look at her and she's clearly, like, ready mm. to break out in tears. And Yeah, because, I, I mean, just, yeah, keep in mind, they're in OR, which means that you know, they're fully gowned in white. They're wearing white gloves. Margaret isn't wearing a, a smock, but she has a mask on. So, yeah, all you can you really see, see is her eyes. Yeah. And you still knew her emotions. Mm -hmm. So I, I just thought that was cool. As I yeah. looked at her, I'm like, you can clearly see she's upset. She's, mm -hmm. um, well, we find out later that there's two kind of plots for this story. One, Margaret thinks that she's pregnant, and the other plot, um, there's a gentleman who doesn't feel he belongs in the army. He's he says, "I'm not mm. afraid. I'm not. This just isn't where I'm supposed to be." Yeah, those so, men would still be alive if it weren't for me. I'm not cut out to lead men into combat. My sergeant's helmet is what a. You took out of my uh, shoulder. What, yeah, that's yeah. the shrapnel you took out of my shoulder. I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. Um, so those are the two main plots. Mm -hmm. um, that's it, I mean, for this one. But yeah. But intense because, mm -hmm. oh, Margaret is so very upset. Like I said, mm -hmm. she's just running around crazy. And Hawkeye pulls her aside. And you can see the bond they have now, mm -hmm. you know, since the yeah. episode where they became closer he pulls her aside and <laughs> mm -hmm. she tells him i think i'm pregnant yeah so he says well let's find out mm -hmm. let's not get all upset let's let's find out yeah and they of course need a rabbit to find well actually they went they, to colonel potter first yeah because you know keep in mind this is the 1950s and not it's not like you can just run down to the drugstore you get a blood test or yeah you get a stick yeah you can't that's that's not how it was done they didn't have that technology yet. So they go to Colonel Potter's office, and um, of course they need a rabbit. Where are you going to get a rabbit in a mash unit? Any <laughs> oh, ideas? Ray? Radar. <laughs> he would never go for it. Well, so Radar comes in, and they said they need his rabbit to do an experiment, and he's like, oh, great, cool. Yeah. Well, we need the ovaries. Mm -hmm. You can't just... It's we, not we the whole rabbit that we need. Just the ovaries. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You're not doing that to my little fluffy. Oh, no. So, um, they decided to try something new 
and they're going to do the pregnancy task without yeah. killing the rabbit. Yeah, because normally you would just kill the rabbit, take out the ovaries, and look at him, but... So, they actually took the bunny in for a surgery <laughs> and, and removed its... Her. Her, yeah. <laughs> her ovaries. ovaries, yeah. Which I thought was so thoughtful. Yeah, you know? I and I love... I'm going to say love. I try to avoid that word because otherwise I'm saying, I love everything about MASH. Yeah. But I really love the scene where they start off, you see Radar through the window to OR, and you hear Hawkeye and Margaret talking. Okay, Margaret, a little more suction. Goodness, it's just so small in there. Nonsense. It's just like operating on a person. Tweezers. <laughs> and you see them operating on the rabbit. Or you assume the rabbit. I don't think we actually see anything about the rabbit. No, but you can see it's how tiny it is. Because yeah. there's this whole big, huge table. And they're operating like in this little... It think, looks like a blanket. Yeah, think smaller than a loaf of bread. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just hunched over. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, yeah, like you said, Radar's just staring in from the glass. And uh, they say, come on in. It's not like no, a human surgery where you have yeah, to be... Yeah, you've seen plenty of surgeries, Radar. Yeah, but rabbit stuff is ickier than human stuff. <laughs> I'll wait out here. Why don't you and Bongo go read a magazine in the waiting room, Radar? Um, unfortunately, they get interrupted by uh -oh. the B-plot. Which is... <laughs> Um, I'm looking, I know I wrote his name down, Martin. Tom Martinson. Tom Martinson. Lieutenant yeah. Tom Martinson. Should he be. He just didn't feel like he belonged there. And you can kind of see he's not quite right. Well, like. Yeah. Um, and he was leading the men. And that has to t hit you somehow if you're the leader. Mm -hmm. And then you get attacked. I mean, it's different than being well, one of the followers. he followers. wasn't attacked. He retreated through a minefield. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that was his big deal, is I retreated us through, through a, minefield. a minefield. And the shrapnel from his sergeant's helmet, that's what happened when um, it, yeah, yeah, when the mine went off and blew off his sergeant's head, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh. So, I mean, yeah, you know, I think it was survivor's guilt in extreme mixed with this feeling of inadequacy of his own... Well, he said he was an art major. Yeah. So he's like, I assumed that the army would put me someplace where my skills were. So they asked his skills, and he's an art major. Yeah. There's very little call for that in the <laughs> battlefield. But there is. Like, there is, you know, the planning part of it and the writing part. That's all to do with art. I mean, I, I honestly don't think the army sits and looks at where your skills are they just place you yeah you know well that's because the, uh, i think it would be smart to look where people's skills are yeah major burns it's this court's opinion that if you hadn't been drafted as a doctor you would have been assigned as a pastry chef <laughs> yeah or a nut farmer <laughs> he's a little nutty um but yeah you know it I, I can understand what you're saying, and yeah, Martinson might not have been cut out to be a lead, uh, the the leader of soldiers. So we kind of got ahead of ourselves. What what happened as they were per closing up on the bunny and finishing up on saving the bunny's life is Martinson came in. Um, he had 
abducted Winchester and mm-hmm. held a gun to him and was demanding a cot chopper and money so he could get home. To Ohio. To Ohio. Yeah. So to me it was quite hilarious because, you know, Klinger heard Ohio and said, I want to be the prisoner. <laughs> yeah. And actually had to talk the guy into switching yeah. because the guy's, well, you're not worth anything. You're just a piddly little. He's, a, he's not a major you know, and I, quite frankly, regardless of how annoying Winchester is, I think that was a bad trade on Tom's part. But yeah, I think so he traded too. a major for a corporal who's wearing a nightgown night. and, and a like a sheer hat. and like a sheer <laughs> nightgown too. You know, it was not so. Yeah, and Klinger is so hilarious because the patient was clearly falling down he was oh, bleeding he, out yeah he was his he was, his left shoulder which they had patched up was bleeding through the bandage and actually margaret had offered to fix it and he's yeah like, well, no because, get away from me yeah because she wanted the specimen she wanted the, yeah she wanted the her. rabbits yeah but and in fact she didn't even say winchester was a hostage she came running out yelling he, he has my oh my, his specimen. my specimen yeah yeah but yeah um, Tom had passed out on one of the tables in OR, and Klinger is trying to pep him up. Come on, let's go. Attack me. Or, yeah. We have to Come go on. get our helicopter. Leave me out of here, sir. And then he walks out, oh, and he's like, two. Don't hurt me. You know, mm-hmm. Here we come. Klinger, it's okay. He, he's not behind you. Yeah. One minute. <laughs> Klinger runs back in, and he's carrying the this pain. lieutenant out. Be careful. He could come to any minute. Just a lot happening, but not a lot of story. Mm-hmm. Like, the way it happened. Yeah. It, it's the reason you love M.A.S.H. It's the reason I love M.A.S.H. It, it was... You You can look at the characters in this scene and know exactly who everyone is and know their emotions. They don't even need to say a word. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you said, you know, Margaret is doing such a great job, um, uh, or Loretta Sweat is, of just showing her emotion in in her face in her actions it's just so great yeah so um, she is great and you know I, I think this episode does like you said um i don't know if the army always looks to soldiers talents right quite so much because like this guy he says i was in rotc in college figuring it would keep me out of combat well, these days we know not even going into the National Guard keeps you out of frontline duty. Right. But, um, yeah, wrong assumption, clearly. But, yeah, he... he but it can. Under, like, under, it does work for a lot of people. Yeah, and but, then you get the desk jobs. And yeah, the, and I think that's what would have been better for Tom. Right. And if the Army had done a little more investigation, maybe that would have come up. <laughs> but... I, yeah, he probably. But I guess he. I don't think he had good instincts. I think it would be easier nowadays. You can put people's skills into a computer, and they can put people where they need to be. Do you think they do that? Uh, I, you know, I still think that's. I'd a like soft to think skill. they do. I think that's still a soft skill where somebody would, you know, these days, yes, a computer might be able to help you a evaluate that, but, you know, somebody still probably should have sat down with him and gone. Okay, let's review your qualifications and have a little talk. And 
apparently that didn't leading, happen. So yeah, you need... You know that he went through a lot of stuff mm-hmm. to get to be a leader. You don't just become one. Yeah. You know, at the same time, like in um, in Band of Brothers, um, if you either read the book or you watch the miniseries, they do have some really poor leaders that were not ready for combat. Yeah, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a lot of combat in the show, but it's, it's a good series, and again, there, you get leaders who just are not ready for combat, so it happens, unfortunately, but this guy took it especially hard, and I get it, because, you know, you lead Must your troops. Must have been close to a sergeant, too. So. Well, you know, if nothing else, again, it's a bunch of survivors killed, because he led yeah. his troops right into a minefield. It wasn't even an ambush. It was his fault. Right. He chose the path. He went. Somebody misread a map. And so they walked right into a minefield. Wow. So, but, um, yeah, kind of interesting. Um, something else that I, that came out to me in this episode was Margaret and her relationship with Donald. Donald isn't in the episode, but... When she tells Hawkeye initially, you know, I think I'm pregnant because my time of the month hasn't been that time of the month yet, and that was last month. Um, and Hawkeye got it right away because he knows the situation of the letters and he knows her past. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, she said, you know that Donald and I are having trouble and this isn't going to help. It's going to make it worse. But then her, she almost had to go through it with Colonel Potter because he didn't understand. Yeah, but like you say, you know, Hawkeye's like, oh, well, then let's not guess. Let's, let's go find, find out. out. Yeah. Let's get the reality, not the speculation. Which, speaking of that scene when they're in Colonel Potter's office, Hawkeye, uh, Houlihan, and Potter, such a funny line. Does Donald know? No. Should he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh yeah, that was funny. Because like, who have y'all been with? <laughs> yes, he should. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I guess in the army, you need to ask that. I yeah, you know, knowing knowing Major Houlihan and um, you know, other other members of the company, um, yeah. Now, one other thing to point out. Uh, if you don't watch the episode, or if you don't know, at this time, the big deal for Margaret, she's married to the army. You know, that's really her deal, is she wants to be a career army woman, a, a, a career oh, yeah. nurse. This was, I wrote this down too, I know what you're going for. Yeah, and if she was pregnant, it means a discharge. Immediate. She, yeah, she will not remain, especially not a frontline unit, which makes sense. Um, you know, you need to be combat ready and I don't think what about nowadays I'm sure it would still be You're at the out, very least out? I don't know about pregnant and out but I would assume they would at least move you off the line because he did say um, she said can't I stay in the army a little or something like that he said as long as you can stay pregnant just a little <laughs> yeah you know maybe she could have gotten a transfer back stateside somewhere but she I'm sure she could not have stayed online because you know, think about if there was a combat situation and she's experiencing morning sickness and can't right can't move. It that's endangering people. 
But that's no different than once a month when we experience bad cramps and can't move. Well, no, but I'm saying that that would be an ongoing thing for months. Usually morning sickness is the first three months. But no, I no, you have you have mental yeah, you're okay. It would be a constant thing for months. Thing for months, yes. You know. And I I would think that during the last months of pregnancy when you're not supposed to be lifting too much. Right. That would get in her way and and you have to have the concern for the child. Yeah. You know, you're not eating correctly. I'm sorry. The, the nutrition <laughs> they, isn't no. what it should be yeah. on a base. The, I mean, that's why they end up with dysentery or right. whatever. And, um, so, yeah. I mean, at that point, I could see that. And, yeah, I would think that she would at least have gotten a transfer back to the States. But, you know, what they said was an immediate discharge. And Margaret's not ready for that. She's not willing to go that route. She's not going to, you know, like... Abort she's a the baby or anything, girl, but right. yeah, you know, if she's having trouble with Donald, which we'll see in the next episode, this isn't going to help. She wants to stay in the army, and this is not, not how she planned her life. And she, you know, I guess along those lines, now that I think about it that way, she's always very in control. Mm-hmm. So something like this, where it's out of her control, that had to just. But in the same tone, and I think. All women kind of go through this sometimes when you think you're pregnant and then you find out you're not. First, Hawkeye says, well, congratulations, because she wasn't. And I'm sorry. Yeah, congratulations, you're still in the Army. Well, thank you. I'm very happy, too. And I'm also sorry. I'm also sorry, because you start dreaming of that baby, Mm -hmm. and that gets in your head. Mm -hmm. And whether you want it or not, it gets in your head, and you have this thought of loving this wonderful little baby, and also I'm sorry because you don't get that experience. Yeah, and she, you could see the. And she said too, I'm, me too. I'm. She's happy, but sad. Yeah, and again, you could see those emotions, the elation at still being in the army, and the sorrow. And not having that experience of motherhood. You could see those both. Anything else about this episode? Uh, The end. I like that. When, um, you know, Margaret was kind of thanking Radar. Hey, Uh, you know, I know that you put up your rabbit for this. And that's your love. And, you know, thank you so much. And Radar said to her, well, you know, you would have done the same (laughs) for for Fluffy. Yeah. Oh my. I don't think Margaret no. would have done that for Fluffy. No. <laughs> but. Nope. Good try, Radar. And Radar's had, you know, the animal, like, he could They're watch people. the animal get yeah. operated on, but he can watch people. You mm-hmm. know, he loves his animals to the point of. Yeah. More than people. Yeah. Well, his like, animals give him unconditional love. People don't. Yes. Yeah. They don't care if you're short and have glasses or, mm. you know, animals just love you, who you are. Yeah. Yep. Anything else? Nope. Nope. Okay. Anything you want? No. That was all my notes. So, uh, guest stars, Charles Frank as Lieutenant Tom Martinson. We had Lois Foraker as Nurse Bell. Kurt Anden as Sergeant Whitlow. Phyllis Katz as the, uh, as... Uh, nurse, just an unnamed nurse. The production code for this episode was Y119. The writer was Larry Balmagia. Director was Burt Metcalf. 
and the original air date was January 30th, 1978. Next episode, Season 6, Episode 20, Mail Call 3. So, basically, um, we start out with a HQ Jeep coming in with mail, and it's been three weeks since the 477th got mail, and so they're really anxious to get any word from home because you know remember there was really only like a couple phone lines stretching uh, the Pacific so they couldn't just call people up anytime they needed to oh, sorry. Well, because sometimes they were locked out mm-hmm. you know there would there would be military com traffic going on or they might be blocking out communications for some things you know at other times like in this episode though you can get a call through at 3 a.m um without the ceo's permission yeah but in in general you couldn't just pick up a phone and call um so any any letter was gold really and pretty much everyone on staff margaret's not in this episode pretty much everybody else gets margaret's a letter in here. oh no you're right she gets her mother I'm sorry. Life. You're right. You're right. You're right. I was just thinking of the last scene. I don't know if she's in the Oak Club. Oh, okay. But you're right. She is. Um, everybody gets a letter. Uh, let's see here. What are some of those? Father Mulcahy gets a postcard from his sister, the sister. Uh, BJ gets a letter from his wife. Charles gets letters from home. Radar gets a letter from his mom. Klinger gets a letter from his wife. Margaret gets a letter from her mother-in-law. Uh, Hawkeye gets a letter from Benjamin Franklin, from somebody who's trying to write the other Benjamin Franklin Pierce. Now keep in mind, this is the third Benjamin Franklin Pierce that we know of in Korea because there was one that died. Get letters from Gloria Joyce and Susan. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Gloria's the hot one, by the way. <laughs> Whatever you say. Um, and then it's just basically the fallout from those letters. Right. And we end up uh, closing in the O Club with everybody kind of joyfully drunk and okay with where things left off. Except, I guess, Margaret, which might be why she wasn't there. Because she did not really get a happy resolution. No, she didn't. No, everybody else kind of did, but Margaret did not. Um, Margaret's letter... Her, her mother-in-law keeps calling Margaret by her maiden name, um, keeps writing Donald with the names of good divorce attorneys, and keeps talking to Margaret about how her and Donald are, like, different... Classes. Yes. And she won't help her get in the... D.A.R. Yes. Yeah. Donald had put... Margaret up for an associate membership in the DAR, Daughters of the American Revolution, and his mother blackballed Margaret so she couldn't get in. And I feel bad for Margaret because Mm -hmm. Margaret was clearly upset. Winchester walks in. She bears her heart and says, you know, my mother-in-law just wrote me this letter. She blackballed me. And Winchester said, of course she did. You're not worthy. You're not, you know, and it's like... Yeah, he was taking a very upper crust... Yeah. Attitude. Like, that did not help her situation. Charles wasn't trying to 
I mean, he, he was it's... trying to help, but then he was also being Charles. Right. So, you know, like, when, uh, when Margaret mentioned that her mother-in-law was using the phrase separate worlds, Charles was, said, ah, yes, I'm quite familiar with that phrase, because he lives in a different world. Well. Yeah, you know, and, um... So, he, like, you know, when she goes to VJ, at least, or Hawkeye... He, he can understand her and help mm -hmm. her through this, where Charles just kind of made it worse, I think. Oh, yeah. No, he absolutely did. You know? Well, Margaret, we have to maintain the integrity of the breed. What am I? Half schnauzer, half poodle? <laughs> <laughs> and then he tries to backpedal and just really digs himself further into the hole. Well, you do have good childbearing hips. <laughs> she hits him. Good bones! Grabs him and starts... Pushing him out of the room. Firm so, muscles, firm muscle structure. Now I'm curious. Did this one air after? Like, was it? Oh, it you know aired how sometimes after, they're not in order of it, when they're written. It aired after, and it was filmed after. Okay. What's up, Doc? Episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah. What else? Uh, BJ's wife. BJ. This is not the oh. only time that BJ gets in a huff. Over a letter from Peg. Well, she's he's very protective of Peg, and he doesn't like the fact that she may not need him. Like he was yeah. the provider, he was the mm -hmm. bill payer and the yeah. fixer, and it kills him that he has to leave her to do that. Well, I think it's yeah. You know, from my perspective, I don't completely disagree with you, but I think it's him feeling like he's failing right. in his duties as a husband. Exactly. More so than not than her being able to do for herself, it's him. Him not not being able to do what he See, feels he needs to do. And I think that like this would be harder for you to understand than me because of our age difference. Like mm -hmm. I still was living in a time as I grew up where mm -hmm. the husband took care of you know, in your age I think it's more and more where the equality is coming. Yeah. It's by far not, not there yeah, yet, not, but not it's everybody. so much closer than it was. I mean, yeah. I, I and thank God because yeah. in my day, men were held at this high, such a high, mm -hmm. like you have to not only provide for us, we want to be princesses. You know, mm -hmm. we want you to provide this. And it was all on the man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not only was it hard for the woman because we were in this role of home provider and cleaner and, mm -hmm. and baby watcher, but it was very hard for the man. I could see where a lot of people became alcoholics and mm -hmm. things because that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. But back then, this pressure was on the men. Yeah. And, you know, BJ can't do anything. And he can't. He's... He's... He's in the... He, he can't go there and help her. Well, and especially... In, in this episode where we see Klinger um, getting a letter from Laverne saying oh, that she wants a divorce. A and then on the flip side, you see BJ, whose wife is devoted to him, but um, at a block party, one of their lovely neighbors took a pass at her, and there's nothing he can do. You know, that has to be... And that time for a man, just the worst feeling is... Somebody is hitting on his wife. wife, 
and there's nothing I can do. You know, I can't be there to remind her of who I am, and yeah, of our love. I can't do that. I'm not there. And that man who hit on her is, and who knows if he's attractive and wealthy and can Mm -hmm. give her what she needs at that moment. Yeah. So not only are the servicemen going through what they need at the moment, but the people at home have needs too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And again, I think it's just him feeling like he's failing at being a husband. You know. So war is hell. Yeah, for at least for marriages, because of what that is. But yeah, he... BJ proceeds to get drunk at the Oak Club, and then after it's that, not a good drunk. Yeah, and then wakes up Radar at three a.m. to call home, where he's talking with Peg about all this stuff. Um, in the meantime, Klinger gets this letter from home, um, asking, or Laverne's asking for a divorce, and uh, nobody believes him. Because he's told that story before. The boy who cried wolf. Yeah. You know, he he used lies one too many times to try and get out. And then we see that it is real. I mean, I think we all get a sense that it is. During the movie. But, yeah, certainly then. Because the projector goes out and everybody is just ragging on him. And he says, Laverne wants a divorce. And I think it's Hawkeye who said, no, we've heard it all before. Just fix the projector. And he goes, I'm not lying. This is fake, and he tears off one of his sleeves, and this is fake, and he tears off the other sleeve, and this is fake, and he tears off his dress, but Laverne leaving me isn't. She found somebody else. She built up a nice nest egg with my allotment checks, and now she's leaving me. And he storms out, and Colonel Powder goes after him. And they have a talk, but um, Klinger decides this is it. This is the thing. I'm getting out of here, I'm going home, I'm gonna take care of this. And so he stops in the O Club, just as Hawkeye and BJ are leaving. Get some money. From Father Mulcahy, and tells Mulcahy, I'm going AWOL, absent without leave. Which, (laughs) when you're in the Army's property, which, when you're in the Army, you basically are. They get to tell you where to be and when, and if you don't follow that, you get punished and put in the stockade. Usually, yeah, in jail. Yeah. I mean, this is a jailable offense. Yeah. That's, they, they own your actions and what you do. That's the whole thing um, about being in the army, especially as an enlisted man. And yeah, he's going AWOL to go back to Toledo. So when he asked Father Mulcahy for the money, Father Mulcahy assumed that he talked him into staying. At least through the night, and they'll talk about it in the morning. Yeah. And um, so while BJ is calling home at 3 a.m., okay, he goes to Potter's tent. I've done a very foolish thing. I told him to stay, and I thought I had gotten him to, but then I went to check on him, and he wasn't there. Who? Klinger? Yes. When did he leave? Well... I last talked to him in the officers' club at about 11 o'clock, and it's 3, so I should say sometime between 11 and 3, which I, it, it's just so quintessential Mulcahy, all yes, of his lines I mean, in that scene, especially that one where it's like, I'm not sure, but I should say sometime between 11, 11 and 3. 3. <laughs> it's very him. Oh my god. So, 
they get on the phone, they get BJ to hang up after um, he asks Peg the, the question that is really burning at him, which goes back to, I think he felt like he was failing as a husband. Do you still need, yeah, which I think is really something that we can all in relationships or in marriages relate to. Because, you know, you, at, at certain times it's like, well, you can do everything on your own. But that's not what you, what human relationship is about. No. It's not about the stuff. No. But we need to be reminded of that. Yeah. And, you know, again, it was, she was doing things for herself. And I think that was just the straw that broke and the camel's back. And it was his back. normal jobs. Yeah. That he and and the hitting on I think was the yeah. straw that. Yeah, you're probably right, and it, it just triggered it in him. So he had to know, and he found out, and then he said goodbye, and then they got on the horn and uh, called about Klinger. And uh, he came back on his own. He decided that this hitch is bad enough. I'm not spending the next one in the stockade. Nap over her. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the mm-hmm. other letter was to Radar from his mom. Radar's mom starting to date someone. And um, interesting part to me is he ended up talking to Hawkeye about this. And he said, I love gosh, what Hawkeye says. Yeah. Gosh, why does she need somebody? She has my Uncle Ed. <laughs> Radar, you're jealous. What? This is the first time you've had to share your mom since you were a little kid. I guess so. Your, your mother's a warm human being, Radar. And then he told him a story about his dad. So yeah. he made that connection between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Which, to me, is very Hawkeye. Because yeah. if he would have went to Winchester, the whole class thing mattered. Yeah. Where... He put them both at the same level. Like, yeah. I don't know how many doctors would do that. Yeah. You know, take an enlisted man and put him at the same level as yourself. Mm. And again, that is quintessential Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Because... He doesn't look at that stuff. He can he can be um, a pig at times and an alcoholic and a womanizer. But when it comes down to brass tacks... He's, he's a human, humanitarian. Yes, he cares about everyone regardless, and he will help you through whatever it is that you're going through. Um, you know, his story was very sweet about how his father started dating someone, and he could tell that Hawkeye wasn't a fan. And so he broke it off with this nice woman, and uh, he's been alone ever since, and Hawkeye regrets it. And it was a very poignant story for Radar to hear. But I do like the comment that Radar leaves. I do too. <laughs> you know, sir, I was thinking if this doesn't work out with my mom, maybe we could introduce her to... Her to your dad. <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. Yeah. So, um, I think that's all of the main well, stories. that's all the main stories, but yeah. just one more thing I had I thought was kind of cute is... Mm-hmm. Um, Colonel Potter always liked his honey, oh. and his <laughs> wife tried to mail him honey, and it would always be confiscated. Or break. They would, or break, or... Yeah, because, you know, he says they reject mail with their boots, so it all, the mail always gets smashed, so she couldn't send honey in jars. 
Right. So one of the first few scenes is in the mess tent. And he just kind of cuts open his envelope and pours it out like, <laughs> you know, he had to cut through it. So yeah. It was like a baggie and a baggie and a baggie or something. That yeah. Was... <laughs> when Cleaner sits down, sir, I have to talk to you. Are you aware that your mail Mails. is leaking? <laughs> honey. All right. All right, dear. Colonel Honey, are you... Aware <laughs> that your mail is leaking? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last scene is really cool. The post-commercial scene. They're all in the old club. All the guys are in the old club. Because, again, I don't think Margaret gets... Her resolution. But that's coming. We see that resolution coming, and I think that's why she doesn't get it here. Because it's down the road still. But all, the, the guys are drinking. Radar is passed out face down on the bar. It, it was his last... It was his last Shirley Temple with the three-beard chaser. <laughs> and, um, Klinger toasts, I may not have a family at home no more, but I sure got one here. And then he tips back for a drink. And cat going. <laughs> <laughs> right off the stool. And Colonel Potter's response, Sure, sure is a rotten way to show it. <laughs> Oh, Cheryl plays a good drunk. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> they all do. Yeah. So that is uh, Mail Call. Guest cast, Oliver Clark as Captain Ben Pierce. Uh, we see him previously in the episode... Did he play another doctor? Nine Across, yeah. He played Tippy Brooks. Uh, the... Uh, 37 across, I'm sorry, 37 across, where they're looking to solve the New York Times crossword puzzle and they need a five-letter word for bed bug. Okay. They call him off the carrier Essex. Oh. He brings the Admiral. Okay. Yeah, that, that was the same guy. Um, and then we get Oliver J. Grapes as Kelsey uh, Jack Grapes. I, I don't recall him, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, the production code was Y121, so this did get filmed and aired after uh, What's Up, Doc. Writers were Everett Greenbaum and Jim Fritzel. Director was Charles S. Dubin. And the original air date was February 6th, 1978. Anything else about these no, episodes? Just fun episodes. Mm -hmm. A lot of movement. Again, they go fast. Like... In some of them you watch and it just seems like that you know it's, it's the time but these all of a sudden they're over it's like oh yeah. and you know, <laughs> the the what's up doc was definitely a a, a, a less dense episode mm -hmm. whereas mail call three was very dense it had a lot of little interweaving stories I don't think there was a main storyline, but there were a lot, a lot of, of intertwining the main storyline was just mail yeah but you know just a lot of different plots going you on. You got which to was see fun. all the people and a little piece of who they are again. Mm -hmm. Very character development heavy right. episode, which exactly. I, which I love, especially as we get deeper into the series because you know we're in season six of eleven. If they can keep developing these characters, that's what they have to do to keep the series. I think that's why moving. we love Mash. We just let them be a part of us and. Mm -hmm. And we, we can see little pieces of ourselves throughout the characters. Mm -hmm. Like, I like to think 
I like to think that I am like Hawkeye in his very human moments. Not all the time, but that I can be that. That I can be that Saint Hawkeye, I uh, guess I'll term it, you know? Like he was with Radar. And I can see pieces, pieces <laughs> of Margaret and myself mm -hmm. and, you know, like, her anger and her... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, her meanness, yeah. No, I definitely... I'm kidding. Gloria's a really nice... <laughs> yeah. But, you know, something that you can do for us, um, if, if you have the episodes of MASH, uh, watch watch this these episodes and let us know who you might see yourself in yeah you who know. you relate to what what like you know even bj i can see you know pieces and mm -hmm. you know no matter who you are who do you see parts of are you a winchester yourself in yeah <laughs> you know let us know go over to narclaninc.com Go to the podcast Goody. section. The, thank you, yeah. right? That was a good segue. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> We're no, expecting a lot the, of hits on this the, the Whiskey and Mash page. <laughs> on the page is a link over to our Facebook page or an email link. Either way, you can get in contact with us. Let us know who who you see in yourself or who uh, you see yourself in. Let us know that you're out there. If you're enjoying these episodes, you, on that page too, you can pick up old episodes, the MP3s. You can either download them or stream them directly off the website. Otherwise, if you do the podcast or the Stitcher thing, you can find us out there on iTunes, your favorite podcast application, or Stitcher Radio. Just search for Whiskey and Mash. You can subscribe and then get all the new episodes downloaded directly to your device. And if you really enjoy the show and you want to help support us right now, the best way to do that is to share this with a friend, a family member. Um, you know, follow us on Facebook, and then whenever we post a new episode, share it on uh, your timeline and get get uh, this podcast out there for other people to find. We'll be around for probably another year. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's gonna because we're at almost through season six and we're going to do all the seasons so we have five seasons left so we really need your want your opinion yeah. and your observations yeah and let, let us know what you think you know are we doing a good job a bad job could, is Something there anything we that we add? could improve yeah. yeah let us know we'd love to hear from you in the meantime uh i'm chris and i'm gloria and uh we'll see you next time have a great week yeah, sometimes it's just sad when it like when it goes this fast. I, don't mm -hmm. know. I know I have so many other things to do. I have yeah. to be home by two, and I, mm -hmm. you know, but still. Yeah. Well, I'm here. I like more schools. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> me too. We both have work to do, though. So. Indeed. Here we go. Have a good week. Me too. See ya. Bye, everyone.